Hey, and welcome to the Working Smarter Cafe. I'm Lauren Nafel, and in today's episode, we are teamed up with Kristen Hug, host of The Experience Expert, to discuss benefits trends to consider for 2023. I'm very pleased to have her here helping to interview special guest Brad Nitch. Welcome, Kristen and Brad. It's so great to have you here on the show today. Thanks, Lauren. We're so excited to be here to talk about the benefits trends. Um, But before we get into that, we'd like to introduce ourselves to our audience. Um, So my name is Kristen Hug. I am a customer marketing program manager. Um, I work on the same team as Lauren here. Um, in my previous roles, I've, I've had some experience in the HR world working for um, a YMCA. And before I came over to the customer marketing world, I was actually in the relationship management world um, where Brad is. So Brad, if you'd like to go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience. Thanks, Kristen. Hi, everyone. So as Kristen said, I'm Brad Nitch, and I worked together closely with Kristen when she was on our relationship management team. And so I'm a part of that team here at UKG. But prior to joining UKG, I have uh, over 20 years of experience in the HR space and 15 as an executive in the HR space. So benefits is something that was an annual topic and excited to hear be here today and talk to you about it. Yeah, and there's lots and lots of good conversations uh, planned and topics to talk about um, related to this. But first, um, for those of you who have listened before, we like to play a little game to introduce our guests in a fun way. So uh, this is Two Truths and a Lie. Um, Brad, so you're a special guest today. If you could please share two facts about you that are true and then one that is not true. And Kristen and I will see if we can guess uh, which one is your lie. All right. So I love games like this to start it out. Um, Let's do adventure activities. So two truths and a lie. I have been scuba diving before. I have been bungee jumping before. And I have been skydiving before. Ooh. Ooh, I think this is going to be a hard one. Yeah. Okay. So we've got bungee jumping, scuba diving, and skydiving. Correct. Hmm. Kristen, do you want to take a guess first? I'm going to think on it for a moment. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with bungee jumping as the lie. Okay. Okay. I'm thinking that skydiving is is too cool of a one to not be true to share. I could be wrong. Um, I'm actually, I'm going to go with that you haven't been scuba diving. And Lauren, you are correct. And that's Ah, an unusual one for people because if anybody knows me, I'm a big water sports person. I actually lifeguarded, was on the swim team in high school, but scuba diving is something I haven't done, but I have been skydiving and bungee jumping before. Wow. Wow. And that's where I was going with the scuba. I knew that you were really into water, like lake house and everything. So it's, it's kind of like surprising to me that the scuba was the one that you haven't done. Yes. Yes. Figured that would be a good one to start us out with. Yeah. Yeah. I have never been scuba diving. Well, actually I've never done any of those three things that you described. I'm uh, not a super uh, adventure activity seeker. Um, but I do think that out of those three, if I were to, if I were to do one, it'd probably be scuba diving. There's something about jumping, like into the like into nothing that's just uh very terrifying to me so 
they're a great experiences and I hope someday to be able to actually scuba dive, but I just yeah. haven't done it yet. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that um, about yourself. Uh, Kristen, I'm going to let you take it away. So Kristen and Brad are really our experts here today. So Kristen, um, I'm going to turn it over to you. Sounds great. Thanks, Lauren. So again, today we want to just kind of focus on some of the benefits trends that we think as customers could consider when thinking about your benefits vendors and providers, as well as the benefits offerings that you will be providing in your next open enrollment season and for your annual 2023 enrollments. Um, before we dive too far into it, um, some of the, you know, just kind of the trends that we've been seeing, you've probably seen a lot happening over these last several years. Um, but one thing that I really want to, um, Brad, really when you're thinking about some of these trends you're going to talk about is consider that, you know, the one size doesn't fit all when it comes to what employees want and what employees um, need and what's best to offer them. So offering a variety of different options to employees that will fit close to their needs is very important. So if you want to just kind of take take a few minutes and talk about some of these trends that we're seeing that you guys can consider for 2023. Yeah, Kristen, I think I think that's a great point, right? The one size fits all definitely is a big, big trend, right? Making sure you have flexibility and choice within your plans. I think that's a that's a huge piece to always consider. But uh, I know at least for me, you know, when I was a part of different HR teams, the summer months are the time of year where you're talking with your benefits broker if you use one or you're looking at your benefits plans uh, in preparation for an open enrollment that might kick off jo uh, January 1st. Uh, you got to start that planning process. And like you said, there's some there's some big trends. Obviously, we're always looking at um, the medical plan, the offering, the choice, the flexibility, uh, like you talked about. But some different things that we're actually seeing um, more organizations talk about this year is just the overall wellness, right? The overall uh, well-being of our employees and their families and those types of things. Certainly the pandemic uh, put an emphasis on that from a medical to make sure you have coverage and, and you can get to what you need. But the other pieces of that in, in looking at the complete wellness package is mental health, right? Making sure people are mentally in a good spot, uh, feel like they have good outlets and support and for whatever they're dealing with, whether it's medical issues or something else, but having that support um, network around them is a big, big piece. And we've certainly seen that grow over the last year of people making sure their benefits packages offer some sort of mental health option to support their employees and families. And then the other big one that's really spiked up is the financial well-being of our employees and families, right? So thinking about their long-term retirement, but also thinking about the day-to-day, -day, what's coming out of their paycheck on a day-to-day -day basis. So it goes back to, Kristen, what you said about being able to offer choice and flexibility. Some of that choice and flexibility really stems around the out-of-the-pocket costs, right? What's coming out of the employee's paycheck? on a payroll basis, but also what it costs them when they go seek coverage, medical coverage, dental coverage, whatever it might be, that out-of-pocket cost is also a part of that financial well-being and a big part of what people are looking at as they look at their benefit plans going into next year. 
Yeah, definitely. And, and kind of even going back to overall wellness, like we are, we all know about the importance of the mental health and how it's really taking that spot in the front seat, especially over these last few years, but not forgetting about the employee's physical health, because surprisingly, 88% of job seekers are still looking for better health, dental and vision benefits when they're choosing their jobs. And we know a lot of people are out there looking for jobs nowadays. Um, but also in terms of that choice and flexibility, we've got lots of different options to kind of think about going back to financial um, financial trends is 401k matches and contributions from employers for both 401, the 401k and HSA. You know, things that organizations can think about doing to help out those employees through the entire year, you know, EAPs lots of different options to really think about. Um, something that, you know, maybe top of mind for, for me right now also is like tuition reimbursement and student loan repayment options. There's, there's lots that kind of go into that. Um, and surprisingly only 8% of employers offer it. So something to just kind of consider, um, Lauren, I know you just got a new puppy and pet insurance is super important. Um, it is. Yes. And I did. Yeah, it's it's just lots of different options, different things that you can really think outside of the box from. Um, so let's kind of talk a little bit about that as we, you know, I mentioned a lot has changed over these last few years. And there's going to be a lot of changes that happen between 2022 and 2023 when planning. So Brad, if you want to talk about a couple of those changes that could really be considered when thinking about benefit plans. Yeah, I, I, and I think you nailed one of the biggest ones in, in your last comment there, which is the battle for talent, right? I think anybody that's probably listening to this that has has some level of responsibility of recruiting talent to their organization, they know there's a bat battle out there to attract top talent to bring them into the organization. And in the past, right, it would be, I want to offer a complete benefits package and that's going to attract some talent and, and those types of things. But I think it's so much more than that. It's certainly, to keep reemphasizing it, it's certainly the choice and flexibility. What you brought up a good example, what's important to Lauren, maybe with pet insurance or tuition reimbursement, like you mentioned, might be different for me who medical coverage might be important because I'm caring for children or, or elderly or anybody that way. That choice really can sway somebody when they're making a decision to, to join an organization or not. Um, so it's, it's offering those things so that the things that I really value as an employee uh, are offered in that package. They may not mean um, be important to everybody, but for me, when I'm considering the job, you have the things that I find important. So that battle for talent continues to be or will be emphasized this next year going into 2023, offering the choice, the flexibility to really attract top talent. Another one, and this goes a little bit to the financial side of things, but it's it's the overall rise in cost of living, right? I think we're all feeling it, right? The prices at the gas pump, uh, the prices at the grocery store have gone up. Um, just overall costs, right? The inflation's uh, at a 40 year high from everything I'm reading. So that means something to people, right? The folks are living paycheck to paycheck or, or concerned about what I mentioned before, what's coming out of their paycheck on a weekly basis or biweekly basis. Um, all of that is money coming out of their pocket, taking away from their ability to invest in their long-term retirement or, or any of those things. So we're seeing retirement plans 
come back into the fold, right? So 401k plans, HSA, like you mentioned, are great options. Other options that contribute towards the long-term financial well-being of our employees and their families, but also being sensitive to the week-to-week impact we're having, right? So it could be merit increases, but it could also be just what it costs me to go get coverage. So a benefit is certainly important to me, but if it costs me too much, if the out-of-pocket is too much, the high deductible is too much, then I'm not going to go seek the coverage. So then that, that benefit value loses something for me. And then the last piece that we're seeing that might be different going into 2023 or is different is part of the focus on the mental well-being and the mental wellness of our our employees. There's a lot of social issues uh, across the country right now and outside the country across the world, right? The conflict that's over in Ukraine, um, different social issues in the different cities and regions that people are in that, that continue to pop up and be concerns. All of those affect the well-being of our employees and their families, right? They're, they're bringing that into the workplace. They're, they're wrestling with it and what it means to them and how they cope with it and how they support their family through it. So what are we doing as employers, right, to, to provide that additional support for those people as they're dealing with these very difficult uh, and meaty kind of social issues that are going on, right? Um, so we're seeing a really, really big emphasis on that, the caring about the complete person uh, that might be dealing with things that aren't medical related, aren't work related, and might be related to some social issues outside of the office that are just impacting their overall well-being, like we talked about before. Yeah, there's so much going on in this world that it takes it really does take its toll. And when you're thinking about all these different options, we, you know, we have a lot of things that we can consider when coming up with company policies as a benefit and in taking consideration into the telework or remote work to help out with some of that stuff. Uh, telehealth is super important and obviously mental health services such as EAPs. Um, so Brad, if you can talk a little bit about how some of these trends can come into your company policies. Yeah, that, that's a that's a great comment and, and question because that's one thing that I don't know that every HR department thinks about and we're starting to see it with all the customers that I work with on a regular basis. Uh, one of the things we're seeing is a part of their benefit plan, if you will, is like you just said, the company policy. Uh, do they allow people to work remotely? Because that might have an impact on the mental health. If I'm worried about the elderly, my parents or somebody that I'm taking care of at home, but I have the flexibility to work remotely, that might ease some of that burden mentally and, and, and is a sign of me caring, caring about the person's mental well-being. Changing our policies to do things like that is a huge, huge part of our benefits package time off, right? Do I have time off to care for somebody that's sick? Um, how do I earn it? Do I have to wait a year, right? Historically, a lot of policies where I had to wait a year before I would go, before I would get any time off if I switched organizations. Well, let's go back to that battle for talent. If one organization doesn't make you wait and another organization does, where am I going to go? Because that time off is important to me and I need that for my health and well-being and those types of things. So we're just encouraging people and we're seeing people look more at their policies as a part of their benefit package. Do they support the culture, the environment, and do they care for the complete person 
and their family um, like we want them to. The last piece of that, and, and they've been around for a while, but it's employee resource groups, right? So I consider that more, it is a benefit, but it's also a company policy, right? Do we provide venues, avenues, support networks for our people to talk about those meaty social issues and other things that are that are weighing on their mind? Do we give them those outlets to do that? Do we create those resource groups? Uh, UKG is great at that. We have we have several just really, really good resource groups and and we're seeing that trend increase across many organizations to allow them to be able to network pe with people who are wrestling with some of the same things and provide that support network within their, their working environment. Um, so I would, I would encourage people, like I said, it's something that I don't know that people have historically looked at, but take a look at your policies and does that support the benefits that you're trying to offer to your employees? Yeah. And I just want to chime in also because, you know, listening to you all talk about this, it's reminding me of, uh, my sister was recently looking for a new position and, you know, one of the major things that was drawing her from one company to another or leaning towards one versus the other uh, were the benefits. Like things, those are things that people really take very seriously. And, you know, of course, for people like me that have fur babies, I mean, we, you know, those of us who, who, um, have fur babies take that parental role very seriously. And so if I were to ever look for um, a new role, I probably would seriously be looking at places that have pet insurance because that's something that I can take advantage of now. And, you know, that's a very huge part of, of what people look at um, when they're trying to, you know, figure out where their next move is. And so it's it's such a, a major part in that talent discussion. And so it's, yeah, it's been very interesting listening to you both talk. Thank you so much for everything you've shared. Yeah, Lauren, I, I think you hit the mark because I, I used to say benefits used to just be the requirement to get on the field, right? Mm -hmm. You had to offer them just to be able to get on the field. Now they're a differentiator, which is what I heard you say, yeah. right? There are things people are looking at in those packages that really make a difference of whether they decide to join an organization or not. And that's mm -hmm. huge when the talent uh, market is so tight right now. Yep. Yep, 401k match specifically was one of the things that was, you know, important to my sister and what their programs were around that. So for her, the financial piece was important. And so, yeah, and you're, you're right. Everybody has something that they weigh a little bit differently. And so to have something that's well-rounded will just make a company that much more attractive to those, you know, those talented people that they'd like to bring on board. Yeah, 100%. That's, it, it's, it's a huge thing that people are looking at these days. Um, and we've kind of talked about a lot of different great options to really think about. So if Brad, if you want to take a moment to just recap some of those things to pay attention and look at when planning for 2023. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. You're right. There was a lot of good topics, a lot of good things, but, but if I'm, I'm encouraging people based on what I'm seeing as trends across customers and in the market, you know, certainly you're looking at your medical plans, but I think the top two things to focus on going into 2023 are mental health and I'm going to say flexibility, right? So, and I say flexibility because that's your policies, looking at things like time off, um, support outlets with, with your support groups and those types of things, but also 
Is it built into your medical plans or do you have some other sort of medical plan offering so people can seek treatment, seek help, uh, have resources available to them? Is it built in truly to your benefit plan and your policies? So mental health, huge. Just look at it um, holistically, right? Look at it in your policies and your benefit plans. And then I think, like Lauren mentioned with her sister, uh, financial planning is a big one, right? Let's take a look at the long-term financial well-being of, of our employees, right? What are we doing to contribute to their 401k plans? What are we doing to contribute to their HSA? Are we being sensitive to the out-of-pocket costs, right? There was a push years and years ago, or for the last couple of years, excuse me, about high deductible plans. Well, with the rising cost and cost of living, I don't know. That might discourage people from using medical and taking care of themselves and do, doing those types of things. So we have to look at it not only from making sure we have the coverage, but from the financial well-being of our employees and their families. Can they take advantage of what's being offered to them? I think that's a big, big piece in addition to caring about their long-term retirement and, and future state, right? Uh, are we putting them into a good spot? So mental well, mental health flexibility, and I certainly think financial wellness should be the top two items on our radar going into 2023. I totally agree with all of it. Yeah. Uh, lots of great insights shared today. Thank you both. Uh, to close out, um, I ask one more very important question. If you had to choose between coffee or tea to drink for the rest of your life, it's the only beverage that you could have, uh, which would be uh, the one that you would choose and why? Brad, I'll let you go first on this one. All right. All right. That's fine. You know, it's a hot summer day. So normally I would probably say tea. I do like a good Arnie Palmer day, but um, I don't know. I became a coffee person once I started having children. And mind you, my two sons are in high school now. Um, so they're not little anymore, but, um, but I would say I'm a coffee person now going forward if I had to pick. Okay. Kristen. Yep. I am 100% a coffee person. <laughs> I do like myself a nice cup of hot tea every once in a while. I actually have a stash of like 20 different Tazo teas, mm -hmm. um, in this cute little, uh, basket form that I have, but if I have to choose, I'm choosing coffee all the way. I, I have at least two cups a day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, once again, I'm outnumbered. I am a tea person and I do have my fellow tea friends, but it's funny because a lot of uh, guests that we have on the show are definitely coffee people and I get it. You know, I do. Um, but interestingly enough, I think tea is, if I'm not mistaken, you know, someone's going to Google check me on this. Apologies if I'm wrong, but I think tea is actually the most like popular beverage in the like in the world when you look at things globally. So I'm like, okay, I'm not I'm not fully outnumbered out there in the real world. <laughs> I I am not surprised by that at all. That that actually really sounds like a true fact. Yeah. Well well, anyways, well, thank you both so much. Appreciate you taking the time to be here and share these insights with us. For those of you who are listening, thank you for tuning into the show. Uh, we do have the Working Smarter Cafe blog on UKG.com as well. So if you'd like to check out more insights like this, then please go there and see what you can find. Thanks again, Brad and Kristen. And uh, until next time, everyone. 